Good morning, Church. My message for this morning is being sufficient in Christ. Imagine that you are in a ship at sea and the ship sinks. You have one objective, survival. You cling to anything that you can find, like a lifeboat if you are lucky, or maybe a floating piece of wreckage. But no matter what keeps you afloat, you know it is a temporary solution. You are lost at sea and you need rescue. You need a pair of strong arms to pull you from the freezing water and to get you back safe to land. This describes our situation when being without Christ. We are lost at sea, the ship of humanity has sunk, and we are all, and we are all holding on to whatever we can find trying to survive. We cling to anything in a desperate attempt to keep ourselves afloat. That is what the believers in Colossio were in danger of doing. My scripture quotation is from Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7. It says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. These two key verses say almost everything that Paul wants to communicate to the Colossians. Paul reminds the Colossians about how they received the message of Christ. Paul now urges them to live in Jesus. Having started in the gospel, they must now stay in the gospel. Having received Christ, they must now continue living in him. Paul wants them to think and act according to the truth they believed. However, Paul has more to say about what it means to live in Christ. It is to be rooted and built up in him. What does it mean being rooted in Christ? Paul uses the image of a tree rooted, which suggests stability in Christ. Just like a tree is strong only at its root system, so believers find strength in Christ alone. As believers, it is so important to establish strong roots in Jesus. If we are going to live out our purpose as followers of Christ, we cannot live the Christian life and fulfill the mission of God and, can, and fulfill the mission God has for us without being rooted in Christ. We should have strong roots in Christ like trees have strong roots and grows to be tall and strong. Just like a tree, we are called to grow and produce fruit as believers for God's glory. We are called to grow into mature believers and we are called to raise disciples and glorify God in the work he has called us to do. The key to our spiritual growth and bearing fruit is establishing strong roots in Jesus. 
Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 to 4 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers. There are five ways in being rooted in Christ. Number one, surrender your whole life to Christ. In John chapter 11, verse 20 to 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. When we have yoked with Jesus, when we are yoked with Jesus, we are close to him and going where he goes. When we go on our own way, we are unyoked from him. If we are yoked on Sunday, and unyoked on Monday, we will not experience rest for our souls. God wants our whole life and art and not just parts of it. If there is an area that we, we know that is out of line with God's word or that is not producing godly fruit, this may be causing the storm and trials in our lives. Amen. Surrender any areas to God that you have been holding that have been holding you back and watch how God brings peace through this area of your life. Number two, meditate on God's word. The Colossian church were being deceived by false teachings. That is why Paul says in Colossians chapter two verse eight, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Reading, studying and meditating on God's word is so important. The more we meditate on God's word, the stronger our roots will become in Jesus. In order to get rid of the lies of the enemy and the lies of this world, you first need to know and understand what God's word say. If you only hear the word of God on Sundays at church, you may, be, you may have trouble growing. God wants to feed you the spiritual nourishment you need every day as you read the word for yourself. False teachers may lure you to another church with a promise of prosperity and signs and wonders, but we need to be watchful. We chat, we chat to unbelievers about the gospel of Christ, and they say to us, all roads, lead to or all roads lead to Rome, or all gods are the same. We need to be careful, church, for the lies of the enemy, and correct them gently. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, Paul says to the Corinthian church, 
Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Number three, spend time with God in prayer and worship. As believers, we must learn to rely on the voice of the Holy Spirit within us to guide us and direct us. In John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. We need to pray persistently when we are being deceived and persecuted. Worship can shift our mindsets and change our perspective on the world. Worship can push us to our destiny and cleanse us of our past. We worship Jesus because he took our sins away and has cleansed us. Amen. Number three, surround yourself with wise people. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, Paul says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. The people we choose to surround ourselves with matters because it can affect our character. Instead of encouraging and building us up, bad company in our life will try to discourage us and tear us down. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of, companion of fools suffers harm. When we choose to surround ourselves with wise people, these people will support and encourage us on our path towards our destiny. Surrounding ourselves with wise people and community is like a tree planted in rich soil. Amen? Number four, humble ourselves before the Lord. Being rooted in Christ means that we cannot do anything apart from Jesus. John chapter 15 verse 5 says, Jesus is the true vine, and to be deeply, deeply rooted in Christ, we must admit that we depend on God for everything in our lives. Even when times are good, we cannot try and attach our roots or lay our foundation on something other than Christ. Humbling ourselves before the Lord means admitting that we need Him and that we cannot do anything without Him. And as we live like every part of our life depends on God, He will continue giving us the nutrients we need to grow and bear fruit. Amen? So what does it mean to be built up in Christ? Built up convey, conveys the idea of constructive development and progressive growth. The words in Him show that Christ himself is the sphere in which believers are both rooted and built up. He is the soil in which we take root and the foundation on which we are built. Amen? In Luke chapter 6 verse 47 to 49, Jesus says, As for everyone who comes to me and hear my words and puts them in practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock. 
When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it, because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them in, into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Just like a house that is built on a rock, when we build our lives on Jesus, we will be able to stand firm during trials and persecution and storms. We will not be tossed around when times get tough because we have built our lives on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ. So why is Christ sufficient? Number one, he saves. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no one so there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Remember, Jesus claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life in John chapter 14, verse 6. He is the only means by which we can be reconciled with God. Number two, he perfects. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14 says, for by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. No burnt sacrifices, ceremonies, or Old Testament law-keeping are now necessary to atone for our sins. Under the new covenant, Christ's sacrifice covers us in a permanent righteousness, perfecting us before God once and for all. Amen? Number two, he completes. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 to 10 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. The dissatisfaction of our heart and the emptiness that once ruled us can be of the past. We have been made whole through Christ's redemption. He restores us to be worshippers of God as we were designed to be. Amen? He provides. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Through Jesus, we are now God's people and he loves to provide for us to accomplish his perfect will and bring himself rightful glory. As we pray and seek him, he will never fail to offer what we need each moment. Amen? He strengthens. Number five, he strengthens. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 9, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, which is the thorn in the flesh. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul says that God's grace is sufficient in the present tense, highlighting that ever-present availability and sufficiency of God's grace for Paul and for every believer at the present. Amen? This means allowing Christ to strengthen us in places where we are weak and not to resent him for allowing us to experience that weakness. 
We are weak in the sight of Jesus, but he never grows weary. We can lean upon him and call him for upon him for strength, praising him in the process. So let me conclude. The first lesson we can learn from these verses is that Paul's central teaching that the Colossians should continue to live their lives in Christ seems crucial for us today. For believers that emphasize evangelism or missions, the focus especially in church gatherings can be so much on receiving Christ that it is sometimes easy to overlook the importance and practicalities of living life in Christ each day. As Paul suggests, yeah, part of living in Christ is being thankful for all we have received, both spiritual and physical blessings. If we make it a daily discipline to express gratitude to God and to people, this can have a truly transforming effect on our attitude. Amen. If we are thankful, we are no longer fearful, anxious, and discontented. discontented. The second lesson we can learn is that whenever we follow Jesus, Jesus follow whenever we follow teachings contrary to Christ, we have slipped out from the Lordship of Christ and are being led by dark spiritual powers. Why then would we allow ourselves to be plundered by people who insist we need something more? There can be no addition to Christ, only subtraction. Being rooted in Christ and building our life's foundation centered on Jesus is the key to standing firm in our faith and accomplishing what God has called us to do in this world. So church, continue in your faith, let your roots grow deep, be built up, be strengthened, and you will overflow with thankfulness. We have already received everything we need for salvation, fullness, life, and godliness in Christ. We are no longer lost at sea. Amen.